Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here. So episode 83, it's Tuesday night, sometime in May. Uh, we had uh, quite the eventful uh, weekend for at least us here in Texas with the Beer Olympics uh, that Seat Time put on. You're all lucky I'm here. It sounds like everybody that was in Vegas had an amazing time. We'll talk a little bit about that with some of our guests. Even though they were on the East Coast, I'm pretty sure they heard some fantastic stories about some of the things that might have gone on in Vegas. So what you're watching right now is seat time. We're going to talk about a lot of the off-road news that went on and some of the, the more dirt bike-oriented, uh, more two-wheeled off-road, if you will. So a lot of GNCC stuff that's going to be going down. We had some enduro cross this past weekend uh, right before the Supercross, some National Hare and Hound, all kinds of good stuff. The guest that we have on uh, this, this fine May 7th here on an unfortunately very hot day in Texas is Jen Kenyon. So for those of you who don't know, go check her out online. You should stalk her because she's awesome. Lots of good stuff to say. Uh, she, she as well as she's become more famous, I would say. Not that she wasn't famous before. She's become more famous as of late because of the fact that GNCC Live uh, or the GNCC organization, Racer Productions, has started doing what they are calling the GNCC Live webcast. Um, and she is, is, is not, she's the Aaron Bates of that program, if you will. Um, but we're not going to be able to use that for long because I'm sure that she is just going to be the G, the Jen Kenyon of the Aaron Batesness. It's going to be, she's coming out with her own little niche. I love it. So we've got Jen Kenyon on. Uh, she says that she's having a fantastic evening with her beanie. It must be cold up there or something, but, uh, it looks good. It looks good. And then of course we've got Zach Nolan right now. Zach's going to be joining us for a little bit. We're going to talk about his XC2 win this past weekend in Kentucky at the Tough Mudder. I don't know if it, I, I caught that in a press release I think it's a good name. I think we're going to use it. Yeah, no, Jen, totally. Props to you. So let's start with Jen Tuesday. It's like the still kind of the beginning of the week. I mean, how is it? Is it going okay? Yeah, it's going well. You know, I think that I think Zach can attest to this. We brought the rain with us back to West Virginia. So. Oh, no. Yeah, it was nice all weekend long the whole time we were in that rain and the mud, and then, you know, we just brought it back here to West Virginia. Uh, is it uh, so, Zach? Is, are you in West Virginia right now? Is that where your home is at? Yeah, this is where I live. Okay, it's, it's yeah. putting down the rain pretty good here too. Man, and so, uh, but and but obviously, being Mother's Day weekend, you know, we're not going to have a GNCC just yet. But in two weeks, when we come back, where where is uh, the next GNCC going to be? Is it going to be close to where all this rain's falling? It's going to be Indiana, isn't it? Yeah, we'll be in Springville, Indiana. How close is that to you guys up there? I'm definitely not a national geographer or anything of you know national renowned smartness. I would say it's about six and a half hours or so. It's in the Midwest. So. Okay. Oh, so a little bit west of you guys. Yeah. It's okay. Here in so if they had rain at this point, they will have gotten it actually before you guys did this past week in Kentucky. I think that's the weatherman always points at clouds and they move and circulate and. I just kind of worry about what happens in Texas, to be completely honest. I'm not, you know, I'm a Texan now, so little self-centered maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, it must be terrible living in all that sunshine. <laughs> it's hot already. It is, like, ridiculous. Steven and I, we're standing here in the Seat Time studio. Definitely give the quotes on that one because it's, you know, the side office in a small house uh, in the middle of nowhere. But uh, it, all of a sudden, we're like, why is it so hot in here? And we just realized that, you know, as, as it starts to become more summer, the sun just beams in the side window and we're like, okay, we need to figure something out about that because it's ridiculous. Okay, but enough about Texas and the sun because we don't want to talk about that. One of the things we want to talk about is Kentucky and some of the nasty-ass mud and the crazy conditions that you guys had to put up with. So, Zach, how many times have you washed your bike? Well, I unfortunately, it's not back home with me. It's down in Virginia with my dad. Oh, he, I just I talked to him a little bit ago, and he said he spent four and a half hours, and my bike's still a mess. He said there's mud in places he never thought there would be. <laughs> so it's like I mean, it, it, it's not only you know engine rebuilds and, and clutches, which is I think uh, one of the one of the key points that uh, Jen covered on when she in her press release, and and then a lot of the the riders and mechanics uh, after the race when you guys were doing your interviews. But I think as well, like, you know, all the bearings, all the seals, like everything. I mean, every moving part on that bike has now got to be checked out and most likely replaced, if not at least given given a really good uh, glance over for sure, right? I mean, so so your dad's taking care of that for you, though? 
Yeah, this week he's he'll be working on it down there. He said he uh, the head gasket was melted and the breather tube was melted because it was so hot. Because the radiators were just packed full of so much mud, it had it had no way to breathe. And you're out there in them fields just running all you can run, and it just won't take it. Uh, and Jen, you did not race. Did I get that correct? I did not race. No. So did, did, was there no? I know typically you guys have like a morning morning race, like the youth race, I believe. It's like an eight o'clock race. And was that canceled or was that moved? How how did that go over for those guys? No, those guys actually went out there and raced. Um, I'm not sure how long their course was. I know they had to obviously shorten it up quite a bit, but yeah, the youth riders went out and raced. Um, they did their normal deal. I think it was a little bit shorter than than usual, but they did it. Yeah. No. I mean, and that's awesome. They, okay. I would like to get both of y'all's opinions, and we could start on either side. Uh, I think that it was absolutely the correct decision to make to, one, keep racing, as long as the landowner's okay with it, because uh, obviously that's, that as uh, Rodney Tomlin mentioned, the ecological reasons, if you will, for what can happen with that much kind of mud. And then, uh, you know, I mean, you got all those people there. They, they want to race. You know, it's a good thing to do for the series, all that kinds of stuff. So I think you guys made the right decision to, one, race, and two, make it two hours. But... Give me your thoughts, Jen, on, you know, kind of the way that it was, that, you know, everything went down. Yeah, you know, you're always going to have people that complain either way. People are going to be upset if you do race. People are going to be upset if they drive all that way and you don't race. So um, I think that Racer Productions, and I'm not just saying this, um, I think they made the right decision by, you know, like you said, combining the two races together and then cutting it a little bit short. Um, you know, if you're an amateur racer, you get slow season, so... If you wanted, if you chose not to race, you could, you know, if you're an amateur racer, you could have gone home and it wouldn't have affected anything. Guys like Zach, unfortunately, have to race if they want to be in the running for the championship. Yeah. But I think that that's part of being a pro racer. And it, it, although you guys have, you know, Zach, you guys have other jobs. Um, if you're a pro racer, then you should be able to race in any kind of conditions. And, you know, especially racer productions in the Coombs family, they've been doing this so long that that's actually how the races used to be. It used to be all in one race. So um, there were a lot of nostalgic people that were actually pretty pumped to have everybody racing all at once because that's how it used to be back in the day, I guess, from what I hear. So Yeah, way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, 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 way before our time. But um, I think it went really well for what it was. And, um, you know, the track was at some somewhat passable these guys made it work they got around um you know our, our women were out there they finished they did really awesome so it was definitely it was a good track for for what we had out there yeah i mean is, zach do you, you kind of agree and and or what are your points to, for us to take away from all that I couldn't understand you there. You're cutting in and out. <laughs> it's like so. I mean, obviously, Jin, Jin was saying a lot to you know to how how the race went down and, and and the fact that it was good that it was still held and that you know you're a pro racer. You're going to need to kind of step up in situations like this if you're looking to one day be in the hunt for the championship. I mean, do you feel that that that's completely uh, correct, or, or you know how do you feel about racing out there in those conditions and stuff like that, and how Racer Productions handled the situation? No, I think I think they did the right decision too because, like you said, you got you got all those people there. I mean, Jen said, you know, you're gonna make people. You can't please everybody. You're gonna have people happy and you're gonna have people mad. I'm I'm glad they chose to race. I mean, I like that conditions. I mean, back up here in West Virginia, that's that's what we run: tricks and hills. I mean, you you fight your way the whole time. I mean, there is no there is no slack. So. It was it was fun for me the whole time. I mean, I was pumped before, I was pumped after, I was even more pumped after. But uh, I mean, I liked it. I had fun. I, I work. You know, you got to work for it. So yeah. that's what that's what we did. I I have one question from your statement. How do you spell the word crick? <laughs> I spell it creek. C R E K. But okay, I just because I'm pretty sure you just gave us our episode title. Is cricks and hills? I just don't know how to spell the word crick, so I I'm gonna go with C R I K. You think that, Jen? Do you think that's gonna politically get the point across? Hey, I think we're from West Virginia. We can say it however we want. Absolutely. Oh yeah. That's Believe right. me, there are enough Texans down here. I have learned that people say shit weird. <laughs> like the way it's spelled does not mean the way that you should pronounce it. It's all about what's in here. You know what I'm saying? That's what's yep. going down. Well, Absolutely. good. Well, it was awesome. Um, I had to watch the. Uh, the live coverage that you guys, that the GNCC guys, or Racer Productions put on twice because of the fact that I missed like the first 40 minutes because my parents were in town and stuff. I know, I'm a horrible, horrible uh, 
friend and uh, enjoyer of the GNCC. But so I got to go back and watch it all over again. I absolutely loved it. Watching the start was crazy. It was so muddy. Everybody coming in there. I mean, it was batshit nuts. The best part, I think, Jen, you used a picture of Ken Hill uh, or from Ken Hill of Thad, Paul, and Chris Bach in that second turn. What I love is the fact that Thad is just clean as all get out. Paul Wibbly is super clean. And then you've got Chris Bach, who is already just totally covered. Uh, all right, now Zach, tell us about that. What that was like for you being a, a racer on that line when that's just that nuts. Yeah, I was. I started way to the outside. I was thinking, you know, I'll, I'll stay out here and stay clean, keep my goggles on, and I come around that first turn. I mean, just from every direction. I mean, <laughs> it piled on me so fast that it was hard to keep my head up because my helmet was just packed. And I finally got through a couple of those turns, and I took my goggles off. Heck, I took my goggles off probably the first mile into the woods. I said, well, these ain't going to work. Right. And I was trying to scrape the mud off my helmet and stuff. But, I mean, you just – there was no there was no way to get out of it. I mean, you had people in front of you, beside you. They were, they were sliding all over the place. I mean, it was just a mess. Yeah. Well, um, what kind of – knowing in those situations, you – you know, I, I've done I've done a multiple, multiple muddy, muddy Enduros, and I have plenty of, uh, like, pre-race, pre-muddy race conditions – uh, kind of things that I'll go through to prep my bike and prep myself and goggles and stuff like that. What are the, the specifics that you guys may have gone through going, oh my gosh, this is just going to be such a tough mutter. So, you know, how do you, what kind of preparation did you, did you go through? Well, normally when, when my old bike, my SX, my motocross bike, we always used to have to tape it up and everything. But this woods bike, being a new woods bike, the only thing we really done, done I stuck them big mud guards on the bark busters to try to keep my grips clean. We normally use like some kind of sock or something that you put over your radiator guards so that way when the mud hits it it bounces back off and doesn't get packed back in there. But really we didn't we didn't do a whole bunch of nothing. I mean I had I had new tires on, I knew it was gonna be muddy, put new tires on and we actually just got it put together there to track and it was running all right. Me and Dad was both a little worried if it would make it or not because it had a pop to it that we can't figure out yet. But, yeah. I mean, just it, it held together, and we were just going out and going to do the best we could do with what we had. Well, you, you did, you did. I think, much better than what I thought you thought you were probably going to do. Um, you, you got first. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome, though. It, 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 in muddy conditions like this, Definitely throughout history of, of watching any kind of archival footage on uh, most motorcycle races, it seems that these big mud races really start to separate men from the boys and where people can start to really take advantage of some of the bad luck that a lot of people have. Now, racing's racing. You come out first, you come out first. The people that show up on the line are the ones that are racing, and that's just how it works itself out. So, yeah. It, you know, what does this tell you going into the next round? Like, what kind of, I mean, obviously, you're going to get a ton of confidence from this kind of stuff, but learning what you learned like how, how are you going to kind of approach indiana well I'm, i mean i'm thinking it really helped me with like the head game that everybody plays you know going to the starting line being nervous or being worried about this and worried about that i think it definitely helped me with that because now my confidence is boosted i mean i know it was a muddy race and i'm a little bit better in the mud maybe than some of them guys so indiana is definitely going to be a whole new ball game but Boost my confidence, you know, try not to be nervous. Just go out and do the best you can do. Ride as hard as you can do and just ride, I guess. Yeah. Well, um, Jen, it, it, uh, you weren't the one that were that was doing the, the interviews after the, for the, of the XC2 guys. That was Stuart Baylor that was doing those. I, you know, I mean, you can't not say something about it because of the fact that Jason Thomas seemed a little, like, kind of perturbed. Not perturbed, but just like, I don't know how I got second. Now it's a mud race. No, everybody is a brown glob, and I get that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, that was just kind of interesting that he had that to say. And we all know that Thomas is going to say what he thinks regardless, and that's fine. Everybody does that. So, I mean, did, what, you know, from the interviews that we got from the XE2 guys, what were you thinking about all that kind of stuff? Um, I think that, actually, Jason thought he got first. When he came through the finish line, he was already, like, cheering and fist-pumping, and he was all excited. Then he had to find out that he didn't win. So when he pulled off and realized that Zach was already there waiting for him, um, I think that kind of threw him for a loop. And that, 
I think that's why when Stu came up to him, I mean, like you said, Jason Thomas is going to say what he thinks no matter what. Yeah. Um, but I think Mar most of all, he was just really kind of caught off guard because he legitimately thought he was the first one across the line. Um, but I think after, Zach, you pretty much spelled out exactly where you passed him on the podium, and it's not like you could have just dreamt that up in your head. So I think once he kind of settled down a little bit, he realized that he got beat. But I'm sure it's hard with all those people out there, and I know I wouldn't be able to tell one brown blob from another. Yeah, there, there was there was definitely a, a lot of brown blobs. And, uh, yeah, even, say, when we were uh, watching the end of the live webcast, you know, they were like, oh, it looks like Fad Duval's in first place in the XE1 class. And they're like, oh, wait, no, maybe it's Strang. But then they look at the updates, and it was because that had already come through. And that's it. You just – you really have so much trouble – you know, knowing who those riders are, and it's luckily we have transponders. <laughs> and that's yeah. that's a big problem out there too. You know, I mean, you might you might pass two guys in your class right there at one spot, but you're not sure. You don't know who they are. They don't know who you are. Your stickers on the back of your helmet are all covered up. So I mean, it's just, I mean, it's get from the finish line back around the finish line as quick as you can, you know, doing the best that you can do and hoping that no one's getting around you, hoping you're getting around guys that are in your class. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, it, it, those were crazy conditions. So how – did you guys get stuck getting pulled out of the parking? We saw a lot of guys, like, posted pictures and stuff and all that. How was that for y'all? Yeah, we – we my dad was in a motorhome, and my brother had his car. We actually – all of us had to get pulled out. The only one that didn't have to get pulled out was my mom, and that's because she wouldn't bring her new car down in the track. She just left it out there <laughs> on the road. So, the smart you know, lady. Yeah, my dad, he got pulled out in the motorhome, and so did my brother and his car. We all had to get towed. What about you guys, Jen? How was that getting all the, uh, all the Racer Productions guys out of there? Yeah, I mean, I was in the GNCC, the Mid-State Chevrolet truck, and I definitely had to get pulled out also. So I think we were at the track until about 9 or 9.30 that night, um, just just before we could get out. And I know that those guys still aren't home from the track, so they've been doing a whole lot of cleanup. Hopefully it stopped raining there so they could get some work done without being sopping wet and muddy all day. Yeah, we get to pay attention to some of the pictures to, what is it, the random adventures of Jared Bolton or – yeah, <laughs> those are always some fun pictures that that little uh, that little that little ginger puts up for us for sure. <laughs> well, um, we didn't we didn't really talk say much about the XC one class. Now we, we that's definitely quite a big change up um, in the points and the way that that's going to shake out. So with Thad Duval getting the first, um, that's his second um, overall win on you know he got his first last year, his second win this year on uh, on his Honda, but this time was on a two fifty F. And then Josh Strang getting his second, or getting second place. And then, what was it, uh, Chris Bach Chris going Bach. over third. Yeah, so I mean, we had like interesting, you know, even though Strang's been up there a couple times, um, we had quite the new podium this year. I mean, that, oh, this uh, this past race, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was definitely a change up. It's always exciting when you can, you know, a mud race like this, you can kind of change things up quite a bit. Um you know, Charlie and Caleb are just flying this year, and they've obviously been killing it. But as much as I love those two, and I think they're great riders, I, I thought it was really cool to have a bit of a switch up this weekend with, uh, you know, a new podium for the XC1. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, I remember reading a little bit about the fact that since Thad Duval was on his 250F, do you know, was this the first 250F to ever, like, win an overall uh, XC1 class or XC1 race? I'm not really big into saying that this is the first time things have ever happened because you just never know, with, especially as, as much history has gone through GNCC. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, yeah, but I really have no idea. I asked Barry Hawk right after that, right after he crossed the finish line, and he said that he thought it could be too, but uh, we probably have to do some research to see if it has happened. Right, and I have a feeling that there's probably way more pressing matters for you to attend to at the office. <laughs> That. I mean, it's always cool to know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, in recent history, at least, yeah, which is is awesome. Yeah, and then a Josh Strang with his new private, you know, privateer team, and then of course we got Chris Bach with his, you know, privateer team. So it was uh, pretty much like a privateer, privateer podium up there in the XC1 class. And Mullins getting seventh. He got in four laps when uh, it looked like the top guys got in five, 
and then uh, Caleb Russell was in 11th with only three laps. Now I did, you know, on the the webcast, you guys were showing some footage of him pulling in, having some words with Auntie, um, beat about whatever, and then kind of going back out and getting back on the, um, you know, getting back on the course. I, I would assume wherever he got off, so be it gas issues, bike issues, or whatever. So he was having a rough day too. So it just, it definitely uh, kind of leveled things out. It, I don't even know if it really leveled things out more so as it brought. Mullins's points lead a little bit closer, but then Russell now is like a little bit further away, and the rest of the field is closer to Russell. So it's still almost, you know, benefited Mullins. But I mean, he beat people, so that's the way it should work out points wise. Yeah, but you know what? He probably had the the short end of the stick when it was all said and done because you know he didn't even get pulled into his pit until about an hour and a half after the race was over. Zach was probably showered, had dinner. Hit, both of his cars got pulled out, and then Charlie Mullins got pulled into his pit. So uh, I feel kind of bad for him because I was sitting there, and I just, like, look over, and you just see Charlie getting pulled back to his pit, and it, it was so late. He had to have been so cold. Uh, well, that's, that's – yeah, I, I did not know that, and I'm glad you told us because that does suck. Charlie Mullins, apologize. It sucks. Yeah. You know, next we time. We see his Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you could have gotten the bike started, you could have, like, you know, put your hands on the muffler, but – I'd imagine if you were that stuck, you'd probably... Uh, I don't think he probably could get the bike started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. It's kind of unfortunate. Now, Zach, in your class, you know, so we had uh, you know, Zach, first place, XC2, uh, Jason Thomas in second, and then Justin Sode, who got the whole shot uh, off the XC2 line, was in third place. So we had an awesome little privateer podium as well, you know, up there for the XC2 guys. I mean, this was really cool. It's a long, finished 22nd, and, uh, you know, got two laps in, Grant Baylor, 14th with three laps in so some of the guys that were up there were you know they as well just had bad days um the mud didn't treat people some people well and it treated others fantastic so it was definitely some interesting results that came away this weekend yeah there was a lot of interesting things going on in the pits during that whole period of time like grant and andrew both went missing around the same time and then all of a sudden you see both you see grant's whole pit crew they're pushing his bike back I think they actually replaced a head gasket in his bike, sent him back out, and he they did all that in the KTM pits. While the other, like half of the crew was doing that, the other half of the crew was trying to put a new clutch in Maria Forsberg's bike. Yeah. <laughs> so the KTM pit was just like blowing up, and then they got Andrew DeLong's bike back, but there was just no way that they were gonna salvage that one. So. Yeah, Grant that was crazy. Was like, still got some points. Yeah, I think that's what it was, is that they were just trying. They were like, you know what? If we can do this, we've got an hour. If we can do this in 30 minutes, we can get another lap. And then hopefully that other lap is the two points at the end of the year that wins us the yep. championship. You know, and that's that's the mentality you got to have, I get, You know, because, like, I think Stu, too, like, he was over there running around, helping out with everybody and, you know, be a part of the team. You're part of the team. you got to do what's necessary, and that was part of it, so – it was great to see uh, some of the footage you guys had was fantastic. It was great seeing so many people have issues right there in pit row. Like that was, cr- I mean, the cameras almost got taken out a couple times just because guys were just like, <laughs> you know, paddling all over the place. Now I know I would have been doing the same. So believe me, I'm not calling anybody out. It was just <laughs> awesome to see and realize that I was home in my sunny Texas, yeah. not <laughs> there. Cold and rainy there. Yeah, it would have been interesting. But, you know, if I'd have been next to Jeremy Saylor in the trailer, I'd have been okay with it. We'd have high-fived a little. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, Zach, your dad's working on the bikes. Got Indiana next. You know, uh, we've kind of talked about how you're going to, you know, bring carry this momentum into it. But, you know, what are some of the things you're going to wind up working on during the summer break? Now, we've got a couple races left before we're going to get there. But, you know, being on a privateer team, Kind of, kind of doing it all homegrown and stuff like that. What are some of the things that you work on to really kind of try to, you know, to boost your skill level and to get faster? Oh, I'm definitely, I definitely need to work on my endurance some. You know, I mean, I have, I have a full time job, so it's kind of hard to be able to go out and ride every day or run or jog or whatever you need to do to stay in shape. I mean, I've, I've improved some already just from racing so much because I race. Sometimes I race twice a weekend, and I'm definitely going to try to get in the gym this summer. I mean, I'm going to get in the gym as soon as this gym right up the road here opens up. I'm just going to try to get in the gym two or three nights a week, and the other nights, well, days, I should say, because I work night shift, the other days I'm just going to try to ride some. 
Well, that sounds like me. I try to ride too, but being that, you know, just had shoulder surgery, ain't happening for a while. I just, oh, yeah. I just think about it, you know. I like look at my bike in the garage, no oil, no gas in it. I'm like, damn. It looks good, though, because I cleaned it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I made sure. As it sits there in the garage, it doesn't get used for six months. At least it looks good while it does it. You know what I mean? It's like a prize trophy. Hmm. What about you, Jen? When are you going to ride next? My bike's currently out of commission. Yeah? Officially? Just. Yeah, I put a recluse clutch in it, and something went astray. And now the clutch doesn't work at all, so I need to take well, it apart. Here's the real works. question. When you say... I put in a recluse clutch. Was that Jen Kenyon put in the recluse clutch? <laughs> All by myself. It was just me. I was sitting in the garage one night. No, um, actually, there was like five or six of us because none of us had ever seen one before. And I think that one of the six of us did something wrong because it doesn't work. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure because when you work, when when people work on a, a bike together in the garage, every single person needs to be drinking out of the same 12 pack or 24 pack. And if well, you're if you're if you're splitting it up any, it just I'm telling you, man, stuff goes weird when people try to get all fishnickety on their beers. <laughs> well, like three of the people that was in, in the garage don't they're not even old enough to drink. Well, that's and okay I, then. No, yeah. Well, believe me, I don't. Uh, I was with Lane Michael's dad, who doesn't drink at all, so it's kind of a party pooper, you know. Hey, well, that's okay. Everybody's got their. Everybody's got their reasons, be it they're underage, which is a fantastic reason to not drink. And then, of course, you know, some people, they have their other reasons, which are their their own, and we're always okay with that as well. Um, well, I hope you get your bike situation figured out, Jen. We want to see you back out there because you like to race in some of the morning races, don't you? Yeah, I do. But, um, you know, the first year that I was with GNCC, it was a lot easier to race just because I didn't have as many job duties. And uh, every Every round, I kind of pick up something new, so it's becoming harder to actually be able to ride at the events, but I definitely want to try um, after the summer break, I think, to get out there, at least for Ironman. I, I always love to ride Ironman, so hopefully. Yes. Well, that'd be cool, man. I really hope that uh, at some point this year, uh, I can make it out to another GNCC. If I do, that would be like three years in a row, I actually made it out to one GNCC. <laughs> but we don't have Greta Lins anymore, so you can't. There. I can't drive to any. I definitely can't drive to anything. What's that? You could go there, but we won't be there. Yeah, I know. It's quite unfortunate. Yeah, there's uh, whatever the scheduling conf conflict was. I'll be at that event. <laughs> yeah, I forget what it is. Well, Probably like horse trail riding. Yeah, that sounds. I can see it. That sounds boring. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure they drink beer, so I know I'll fit in regardless. There but at the same you could, time, you could come up to the one in West Virginia. That sounds awesome. Mountaintop. Is that snow, the snowshoe or is Mountaintop a different one? Well, you'd come to – it's called Mountain Run or something, I think, on the schedule. What is yeah. it, Jen? It's Mountaineer Run. Mountaineer Run. See, I want to do snowshoe because I actually uh, – for a couple of years, I raced on a, I raced a couple of national mountain bike uh, events in the expert downhill class, and uh, I raced at snowshoe uh, one year at one of the, nat the Norba Nationals, and I freaking loved it. So to go back to do that in a in a dirt bike atmosphere, oh dude, that would be that would be fantastic. The fan, I mean, the slow guy class for sure. But that's okay. <laughs> that one's pretty gnarly. That's a, that's Zach's kind of track right there. Oh, yeah, I, I like that one too. Yeah, I love that stuff, man. Where it just gets gnarly, technical, and it's like you just got to think the whole time. That's the I don't know why, but I love that kind of stuff. So I'm down. Well, dude, Zach. Um, I, it's not that we want to kick you off. We just don't like to have the show go over a full hour, and we're going to get Max Gersten on so that we can talk to him about some of the Endurocross stuff that went on. Um, definitely, congratulations on your win this past weekend. You you totally earned it. That shit was awesome. I'm glad that I got to watch it live. So, one, definitely thank you to GNCC for allowing that to happen. Um, I appreciate that for sure. And, dude, congrats. So, please, take all the time you need to thank all the people you need to thank because – I know that they're uh, dying to get, you know, all the all the publicity they can, and they definitely deserve it. Yeah, I got. I mean, I don't have a whole bunch, but the few that I have really helped me out a bunch and allow me to do what I need to do. You know, Bill Bailey, he's at Outlaw Motorsports. It's in it's in Morgantown, West Virginia, right down the road from here, right down the road from where I live, and. Uh, he helps me a bunch. I mean, parts on my bike, whatever, whatever he can do, and however he can do it, he normally does it for me. 
So that again, I want to thank Outlaw. I want to thank Sykra, IMS, Rider PG, uh, One Industries. Number guys we all go through. I go. Bill hooks me up with them, and they give us good discounts and give us stuff at the beginning of the year to start us off to get us going. And uh, they're getting better each year. Like last year, they didn't help us quite as much as they did this year. You know, each year they're helping us more and more, so that's good. Uh, one of my dad's buddies, his name's Pride. He has a company, he builds houses. It's his own. It's called Build with Pride, and uh, he helps with expenses. That makes it nice because I mean, it's not it's not cheap to do all these. And uh, my brother, he's got his own little shop here. It's a house he just started up. And uh, he helps me work on my bikes when I'm not. You know, for instance, when I go to work at 3 o'clock and don't get off till midnight, you know, I can holler at him or leave him a list of something to do on my bike so that way I can either ride it or be ready to race or whatever I need to do. But that's that's the majority of them and my parents. Yeah. You always got to know all that. So. Yeah, I love that, man. That's the one thing I think that anybody in the, in the motorcycle world, or really in any kind of – any kind of sport is like I always go back. At least I can thank my parents for always believing in me enough to push my ass to keep going. So, <laughs> and it's important yeah, I mean, when uh, paychecks don't come through. <laughs> that's right. I mean, if it wasn't for them, you know, I wouldn't even be racing. I mean, that's who got me. That's who bought me my bikes and the trailers to haul them, the vehicles to pull the trailers, and all that. So I gotta definitely thank them. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. We definitely appreciate you having on the show. Uh, if you ever want to be on again, you just hit us up, let us know. You had a good race, bad race, or you just got fun, funny stories to tell us about people you saw at the races. We're down to hear right. We're down to talk about it and definitely uh, have a couple laughs about it. So thanks again, man. Good luck. Have fun in Indiana. And tell your mother right. happy Mother's Day. That's a good, right. That'd Thank be a you. good way to do it. All right. <laughs> Later, dude. See you. All right. So uh, Stephen is going to go ahead and get us set up here to talk to Max Gersten, who uh, had an amazing race this past weekend in Vegas. Jen's going to stay on for a little bit longer and ask some fun questions. I think it's going to be a good time. But I just wanted to say thank you very much to one of our sponsors for the for supporting Sea Time. I know that when you guys saw, we had our introduction, Fly Racing. Fly Racing is a huge supporter of Sea Time. They're our title sponsor. They help us out, not just uh, you know a little bit of products here and now to, for us to review and for us to talk about. But as well, they, they, they give us a little bit of money. And it's not something that it's like, hey, you know, they pay us. That's not what it is. They don't pay us. They give us a little bit of money so that we can run the show. We don't do this to make money. We do this because we have a lot of fun. And we help with Stephen get gas money so that he can drive across town to come help us produce the show. And I think that that shows uh, the commitment that they have to the off-road industry um, and, and what you know, and how much fun they're trying to have. They, they support a ton of teams. Um, and I think it'd be great if the off-road community would support them back. So you could check them out at flyracing.com. Um, please support them for their support of seed time. Well, we really, really appreciate their help. It's been a fantastic ride, and we look forward to more times with Dale Spangler. So uh, Stephen, Stephen's still pushing buttons and making stuff happen over here. Jen is beautifying herself, if you will, on the other side of the camera. Yes, it looks fantastic. You need to, you need to go to the dry bar, I think. That's great because I can't see myself, so I hope that I look okay. No, you do. You look fantastic. I think your beanie's, your beanie's amazing. It, it, it hides the fact of your receding hairline, all that stuff. I'm just kidding. It doesn't. I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, what are you, like 24? I just turned 25 two weeks ago. Man, nice. I get 34 this summer, so I got you by a couple years, but that's okay. Everybody's got somebody, right? <laughs> so, Hopefully. Um, well, uh, Steven's still playing around. It seems like we're having a little bit of trouble there. Is he on? Uh, are we getting video? Hey, Max, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you see me or anything? Or? We can't see you, but we have a fantastically cute picture of you. So, if nothing else. How, how do I make it so we can see each other or whatever? Uh, if we could figure that out, there is a there. if it's because your bandwidth is good enough, at the bottom you're going to have a little uh, marquee. There's going to be a video button that says either stop video or start video. And if that is not if that does not have a little no smoking sign through it then you might be sol all i have is a hold button and a mute button i don't really know what else there is hmm. well you may not have video for whatever reason mr max gersten all right we're gonna get to listen to you opposed to see you all righty there it is good. Uh, so, uh, just so you know, we have Miss Jen Kenyon 
on uh, on the phone as well with us. I guess on the on the internet with us. I don't really know what the, we're on the Skype with us. We're skyping, you know. It's dirty. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, so she's gonna. She she wanted to learn a little bit about uh, about what went on this past weekend at the craziness of Vegas. So we had the Enduro Cross on Friday night, and then of course we had the Supercross finale on Saturday. So I can only imagine since your racing was over. Uh, due to Friday night's racing, that Saturday night was pretty uh, pretty entertaining for you. Me? Yeah, Max. You oh. were the one in Vegas. Oh, well, I, uh, I was racing Friday night, though. Right. That's what I'm saying. Since you raced Friday night, I would imagine that your Saturday night was just like, you know, oh. <laughs> let loose a little. Yeah, I, you know, I, uh, I tried to let loose a little bit on uh, Friday night, but I was pretty tired and then it was you know we were working in the morning hours there and i was i was pretty beat so i kind of had to call it a night a little earlier than i wanted to but uh early in vegas is 4 a.m so if you didn't make it to 4 a.m you're not you're not trying hard enough okay well then i tried hard enough because i made it to four win it's funny (laughs) that i guessed that i've been to vegas so i know yeah Um, you know how yeah it's like you just all of a sudden you're awake till 4 a.m you're like i'm kind of tired yeah, like where's on. the whole where'd the whole night go? You know, so <laughs> I do. All right, well, dude, just break it down for us. It, it, what's awesome is we've got say like Racial Productions is doing the live uh, GNCC webcast. We've got uh, the Endurocross guys doing the live Endurocross webcast. So you know, me being in Texas, I got to watch all of this racing live. It was freaking fantastic. Nice. I enjoyed all of it. Um, so from your perspective, though, as a racer that was there at this event. Just kind of just tell us about how awesome it was and or wasn't, or some of the key points, high points, low points, awesome points. Just give it, give us your story, man. Dude, it was awesome. You know, I mean, the whole the whole Vegas thing is always fun. You know, it's it's the first round of the year. Everybody's excited. Everybody wants to ride. You know, everybody's anxious. Everybody just you know you know I get there and I all I want to do is ride. You know, everybody's coming. Everybody wants to see what everybody else has been doing and. You know it's fun, it's, and it's kind of the, the race. You know everybody gets to prove themselves, but um, but you know it's fun. You know they had the whole Vegas scene going on, and everybody's in kind of a party, fun kind of mood, which is how I like to roll. I'm always in that mood, so it, I fit right I in. But um, hell yeah! So I don't know. Yeah, it was fun. You know the event went off pretty flawlessly with their new um, their new uh, their new format with the hot laps and stuff so, and stuff like that. So that was fun. And um, it was all in all just a fun experience. I had a really good time. You know, I raced pretty well, so I was stoked on that. And, uh, you know, I was just all in all glad to see that my, my training and hard work has been paying off a little bit, you know. so Absolutely. So I think you mentioned a really key point that in the format that has changed, um, you know, this year is the fact that you guys do essentially two sets of hot laps. So you do a hot yeah. lap for a gate pick for, you know, the heat. And then as well, after the fact, you do hot lap for – Gate picks in the main. So mentally, is there much of a change there for you guys, or is that really just kind of like, okay, we've got another set of hot laps? You know, that's a good question. Uh, but for me, there's no, there's no mental, mental change. Um, you know, I, I, I don't really at, at that track specifically. Gate pick did matter because a start was a big thing because the track was it was fairly easy, so it was easy to go fast on. So it was hard to make up time. So you know, that made your start kind of important. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really change anything mentally. Um, but I think the hot lap thing is cool, and I think it's good for, for the fans. You know, it's always fun to watch the hot laps. So, you know, I didn't change anything what I do, and I don't mind it. I think it's cool. So, yeah, you know, I, I, you know it's all good. Right. No, absolutely. Um, now, Jen, I'm not going to call any, any, any pressure to you, but I'm just going to let you know. This is your show, too, right now officially made you co-host so you just oh, really? you, you are not you are not to be called on you are to call on you know what i'm saying so Woo! yeah well, shit. that's why i'm looking at the results from friday night's race because forgive me i don't know them hey uh, you were working stuff happens it's called life but uh no no for sure no i just wanted to give you a heads up jen you do please do not feel like i need to call you out on any of this stuff max if you want to ask us questions you have that same ability so just so you heads up but Talking about the hot laps, I watched today the hot lap of Mr. Cody Webb on his Beta 300, and I he rode that thing like a rape tape. That thing was screaming. It was insane. Yeah. So, whoa. Whoa. 
So was your hat lot? Did your hot lap feel like that at all, Max? Dude, I, when I'm riding my hot lap, I'm thinking to myself, there is no way anybody can possibly go any faster than what I'm going right now. <laughs> but then they do, and I'm like, okay, that I don't even know how they did that, but uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah, he was screaming. He rode really well, and uh, you know, I felt like I was screaming. And, you know, I don't know, just the hot lap thing. I, I, I guess I'm not very good at hot laps, but I could just I could just do the same lap, you know, like 10 laps in a row. So right. maybe that's what I'm good at. Hey, consistency sometimes, I mean, you know, right. it brings in the Benjamins. That's some, right. Sometimes baby. the ladies. I mean, not really sometimes. historically, but we could say <laughs> it does for your sake, I think. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm for sure down with that. I, I like that. Yeah, you're like I'm gonna sleep better thinking about that. You that, so that's fine. I think it's fantastic. Um, right. You said the track looked fairly easy. I want to punch you, but this is over the internet. Are you kidding? <laughs> that was ridiculous. Now it didn't look as hard as Brazil did, but yeah. that was still I don't know how how is that track fairly easy? Tell me what what makes an enduro a professional enduro cross rider look at that track and say, hmm, that was fairly easy. Versus something that's fairly hard. Well, basically, I mean, you know, Brazil was just insanely hard, pretty much because of the soil that they had, the dirt they had there. It was like, it was like pottery clay, dude. It was like slippery, and it was like, I my comparison is if you poured oil on linoleum, that's how slippery it was, and um, you know, that's that's kind of what made it tough. And the rock uphill was tough as well. But th this Vegas um, just last weekend wasn't very difficult in the sense that there was no one obstacle that slowed everybody down or that people could, you know, go into there and, and lose, you know, five, ten seconds in. Um, it was all, you know, from a technicality standpoint, fairly easy for, for the riders. You know, like last year, the, the final 2012 Enduro Cross final, they had that insane rock turn that transferred right into that rock hill downhill thing. And it got slippery and oily and wet, and that was just downright insane. And that was that was a difficult track, and there were some other difficult tracks as well throughout the series last year. And I'm, I'm expecting that this year as well. But there's no, there was, there wasn't really one thing on the track that you know really slowed you down. You know, it was pretty easy to hit your line through the rock section every time. Um, you know, it was kind of jumpy. It was actually really fun. I actually really liked the track. You know, I, I mean, I, I like, I tend to like the technical stuff. Um, but I also like the fast stuff, so either way with me is good, and I just go out there and pin it and have fun no matter what. But um, you know, I, I I thought the track was fun, and uh, it was it was I don't know, it kind of in a way it almost kind of leveled out the playing field because there was no one obstacle that set you know the technical riders at, apart from the more motoby kind of guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah. When you, when you speak about some of the elements on the track, I think about that picture of you that I saw on Facebook from the Stillwell guys of you essentially jumping the ever living shit out of the fire pit. Out of the fire pit, that was <laughs> insane. You had that beta just just narified. Yeah, she she was straight up and down. I, I uh, people call me Larry Loop out because of that move, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was pretty gnarly. I, I don't know. I, all the other guys were jumping it the whole thing, and I kind of wish I would have done that. But I kind of like jumped it and landed with my ass in in the wood pile, you know, and kind of right. fluttered out of it. But I kind of wish I would have just hooked the whole thing now that I knew it was possible. Yeah, well, sometimes, man, you just gotta you gotta you gotta reach out there and grab it, man. You know, you gotta take it away from people, not just let them take it from you. You know? Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's, yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a really like you know that should be like up there in the top ten slogans of Tuesday. May seventh, yeah, two thousand thirteen. Easy. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. After um, fifty-five p.m. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of your comments about uh, the the X Games in Brazil that that made me giggle was about the oil and linoleum. Um, <laughs> and I, I do know how slippery that is because of the last bachelor party I went to. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you just happen to come across a quarter rotel and you spilled it all over the linoleum? <laughs> well, you know. If it had been Brian Elliott's uh, bachelor party, we definitely know that something would have happened and gone wrong. And, of course, we would have been, you know, partying in some kind of motorcycle lubricant. But, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how he parties. Live life off-road, right? Yeah. That's what he says, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. What happens at those weddings stays at those weddings, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are they those are their own Vegas. All right. Before we go ahead and jump into a little bit more discussions about some of the other racings that went on, some of the stuff that Max is gonna be doing, and some of the thoughts that Jin has had in the past ten minutes. We're gonna talk about one of our other sponsors for seat time, and of course it's gonna be Squarespace. We can't say thank you to Squarespace enough because of the fact that this is not your typical um, Moto sponsor, and the reason why they have, uh, I think, taken an interest in Seat Time, and why we have reached out to them is because of what they can offer a lot of the athletes that are out there within our sport. Um, it's it's very hard. I am a web developer. I develop websites every day for uh, you know very very large uh, corporations, and sometimes very non-large, awesome mom and pop shops as well. Everybody needs their own kind of website, and they need different levels and websites that just that span all kinds of sizes. Um, what's great about Squarespace is that you can go to squarespace.com slash seat time and you can sign up, pick one of their templates for free. You can start a website for the first two weeks and you can find out how this is going to work for you. And what's awesome is everything's there for you. You can host this site there, which is fantastic because you don't need to be a member of any other, you know, uh, you don't have to have a server. You don't have to, you know, buy the URL through anybody else and transfer all that kind of stuff. You can do it all right there to Squarespace. Um, you can run all your content through Squarespace, all your images. Everything is responsive. I'm like, what is responsive? Well, it's like, oh, I'm on a little tiny uh, device, which is my mobile phone. Oh, it looks great. You know why? Because that's what they make. They make great-looking websites there. But then you go to Big Browser, you're on your desktop, you're on your laptop, and it looks just as fantastic. And you realize, oh, my gosh, all of my content looks exactly the same, but for the Big Browser or maybe for the little tiny content, you know, mobile device that you have. And that is what they do for you as a provider of a fantastic web service. So if you're looking to build a website that looks extremely professional, holds all of your content in the way that sponsors would like to see it and be able to read it and so it doesn't feel like it's a broken, jumbled mess sometimes, go check out Squarespace. You can find it at squarespace.com slash time. And of course, if you'd like to save money when you sign up, we even have a discount code for you. So this month, it's actually seat time five. We have not changed the lower third as Steven is rolling over it vigorously at me to point out because I suck and I forget to change that kind of stuff. We definitely say thank you very much to Squarespace for their, Squarespace for their support of seat time. Seat time five is a discount code. Go save yourself 10%. Check them out. Thank you very much for your support. All right, Max. Yo. What is up? What's next? For you, yeah. your life, man. You've got it's like Barcelona. I don't know if you're going to Barcelona. We've got some more enduro cross. What else? Just tell us about all this stuff. Yeah, I don't even know, man. I'm just, I'm just going. You Living know, the life, right? You're like, yeah. where yeah. am I going today? I Did I wake uh, up? I don't know. Maybe. I, th I think next up for me is Barcelona. Um, so yeah, I'll hop on a fly. I think I leave. I don't even know. Don't even ask me when I leave. But uh, well, it's May 16th through the 19th, and if it's any con, if it's any kind of schedule from what we did last time. I guess you guys will be on the 16th, right? That Thursday? Uh, well, I know we're racing on a Saturday this time. So, so I was I... wrong. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Check the schedule right. online. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, It's cool that we get to go on Saturday this time instead of Thursday. You know, But I, I think I'm going to show up a little bit early, watch some of the other events, and then um, leave a little bit later. Because last time, dude, I pretty much flew down there, raced, and flew back, and I, I, you know, we're in Brazil, it's like one of the bitchest, bitchinest places ever, and I didn't really get to go check anything out or watch any other other events, and uh, you know, I just got back so I could go to school and stuff and work, but I'm like, I'm not doing that again, dude, I'm going to go there and enjoy it, you know, I'm going to go Barcelona. to Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. Go to a rave or two? Yes, yeah, something. Yeah. It's Europe, know. man, go crazy. Woo! Just yeah, don't I, don't I let mean, any pictures show up on happen. Facebook, you got sponsors, just remember that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know what's there. I don't even know what Barcelona is, you know. So um, it should be fun. It should be a bitch, and I'm looking forward to it. What you got? You look like you have some advice for him, Jen. You're you're, you're shaking your head and laughing. Yeah. I'm just laughing. Mm -hmm. See, Jen hasn't realized yet that she can just say whatever she's thinking. Now she may go, oh, you know, there might be people watching this that I don't want to hear her say, but it's okay. I know they're watching. I'm gonna say it anyway. Cause yeah, I don't know. I don't it's really my know show, right? It's right. I don't really know what I can say either. I'm just I'm just firing away. I don't know if that's okay or whatever, but I'm just going for it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I always tell people is don't uh, you're not going to offend me, and uh, don't say anything weird and religious because that's just nobody wants that. Like this isn't that kind of show. So you know what I mean? Like those are my rules. Like and those are pretty broad rules. I think. <laughs> yeah, so, that's that's pretty easy. That's. I mean, if we had video of you right now and you're like hanging out in like a banana hammock, I really wouldn't have a problem with it. 
I just suck because I have to stare at like a picture of gin on one side and then a banana hammock on the other. And it's like, oh my God. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. what do you choose? You just like cover an eye, really. Yep. So, all right. Well, Jin, um, you 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 know the fact that betas are kind of, you know, they're a European brand. They're coming more into the states. We've got a couple of GNCC guys that race those bikes. So, you know, does that does that like make you think? Oh my gosh! Like, how do you get hooked up with these beta deals? Like, why is he riding these bikes? Like, uh, how's it going? Any stuff like that? I mean, do you? Hey, we had a beta on the GNCC podium this year. Yeah, weekend. you did. Now you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Justin Sood got the whole shot in the XC2. Uh, yeah. What did he get? What place did he get? Third, right? Third. Yes. Nice. And it was, it was the Tough Mudder, so it was pretty intense, man. It was, it was Nice. Awesome. I saw that, dude. Those pictures look ridiculous. Muddy, muddy and stuff, dude. Ugh. Yeah. So would you would you do that? Like, you're out there at that race. It's Saturday night. you got to race in that the next day. Are you going to do it, or are you going to be like, oh, I'm going home? I mean... I'm from Arizona, man. If I drew, drove all the way out there, you know, I'd have to race. But I would definitely be hoping that the race got canceled. <laughs> I mean, that's not – dude, you know, you ruin a bike doing one race. It sucks, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, so does losing points. You, you're in it to win it or what? Hey, I agree, you know. But, I mean, You, yeah. you didn't jump that fire pit because you were worried about your bike. Yeah, well, that's a four-hour muddy-ass GNCC is a little different than one little fire pit, but I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just giving you crap because I can't. Um, yeah. No, so tell us a little bit about that beta. Um, you know, I, I, I think, were you on the 350 or were you on the 300? I was on the 350. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought because uh, yeah, Cody was on the 350 last year, but then he's on the 300 now, the two-stroke this year, but you're still on the four-stroke, the 350, so... Why? Why does? Why did you decide to ride that bike, or was that a decision no, made for you? I no, no decisions were made for me. I um, I I, I had a, a choice of what I wanted to ride: a three fifty four stroke or a three hundred two stroke, and that's pretty much the ultimate trade off. There, I mean, they're both so good, um, in in a lot of situations, and I actually have a three hundred two stroke, and um. You know, I've been I've been riding with it, practicing on it, training with it, and I did King of Motos on the two-stroke, and I was this close to riding a two-stroke for Endurocross, and then, um, you know, I, I don't really know what made me choose a four-stroke, but last year, I rode the 350, and we just had a really good setup on it. It was a really good bike, really easy to ride, you know, it just, I don't know, it was just a proven bike. I really liked it, and... It was kind of more like you can't really go wrong with a 354 stroke. You know that was kind of more, more like where I was coming from. Like you just, you really just can't go wrong with a 354 stroke. It's good for everything. Yeah. So that's kind of why I chose the 354 stroke. Um, but no, I did not. You know, they didn't tell me to ride a 350, or they didn't tell you know anybody to ride anything. You know, they pretty much gave me the choice, and I chose a four stroke. Yeah. No, that's understand. I mean, you know who who you know who could say if if you know, Taddy chose a 350 or Taddy was, you know, essentially given a choice for him, but yeah, he's kicking well, ass on that damn thing. So I know it doesn't make a difference, you know, and you're riding that bike like, you know, like a beast. So I don't, I don't, you know, even if somebody made a decision for you, which obviously you said they didn't, so they didn't. I'm just saying, yeah, you're being a badass regardless, which is great. Really? That's, that's what you should do. Yeah. Two stroke, four stroke, badass. Either yeah. Way. He's like, I mean, that's like a t-shirt. Right, I like it. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll call up Brian Elliott and be like, "Dude, we got an idea that's gonna make us millions. We're just hoping you're gonna print it for free." Yeah, I got, the, I got the million dollar idea. <laughs> I don't, I don't think the moto industry, unfortunately, is gonna, uh, at least the dirt bike side of it, anyway, is gonna make us that much money on on shirts like that. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's even like a million dollars in the industry. So yeah, I don't know. Jin's bank account's pretty big. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just because of all of her sugar daddies, though. Oh, damn. I have a lot of those. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Me and you both. So, you know, Jen, got Mother's Day coming up. What are you going to be doing? going to hang out with I'm going to be taking the weekend off. It'll be like my last weekend for the whole summer. So yeah. I'm going to enjoy some time here at, in West Virginia. Is that uh, where you're is, uh, You're not. Are you West from West Virginia originally? No, I'm from northern Illinois originally. Okay. So no, no going home? Just taking it easy. Nope. 
Nope, I've been traveling quite a bit lately, and I have a lot more ahead of me, so I'm just going to hang out here. Maybe I'll get my bike fixed. Hey! Bike fixed, yeah. I think that's a fantastic idea. So, Max Gersten, um, if you didn't know, Jane Kenyon put a recluse in her bike, and it shit the bed on her, and... But it's not Recluse's fault. It was a oh no, yeah, no, no, just, for error. <laughs> it's just a really, it's just a really fun story. What? Because, how? How did your Recluse shit the bed? Well, I'm not really sure. I, I still need to take it apart and check it out, but um, something went wrong. I think I have a feeling that we we put it together incorrectly. Oh, that'll do That's it. A- They're like, what? We like, what do you need ball bearings for in a clutch? Throw these guys out the window. We don't need those. Yeah. <laughs> mechanic or anything like you max i don't know well i'm sorry i don't have a factory mechanic or anything so i you know i gotta do what i got do what i gotta get that stuff put together you know who my factory mechanic is me (laughs) it's his right and left hand okay well you're probably much better at installing recluse clutches than i am i actually am pretty good at it i'm not gonna deny that too bad you you run (laughs) you run those things in in, in enduro cross right you almost have to right yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't have to, but, um, yeah, I've been running the EXP for, shit, the last three years or something, and um, three, four years, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just love it. I mean, I I can't even tell the difference between it and a stock clutch. Um, yeah. I mean, it just works so good, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I I came from the motocross side of things, and I raced a few GNCCs and I just like I was having the worst time every time I would crash I couldn't start my bike because I'm so short and I'd yeah. fall down a hill or whatever and I put that thing in and it was like the most amazing thing like I will never ride in the woods without one ever again awesome which one do you have the EXP or what yeah the EXP yeah they're pretty much the shit they are you guys are making they're me want one you think you don't it was, have one? You, no, I don't. I've never ridden. I've never ridden with a recluse over a Revlock. I don't even know if they still make Revlocks, but I know that they used to be the competitor to recluse. Yeah, no, they're gone. I think. <sighs> well, recluse took them over. That's okay. It happens. Uh, but yeah, no, I've heard fantastic things about uh, some of the newer recluses um, that have come out. That you know, that it's one of those things where you can you can now ride it as if you have a clutch, or as if yeah. you're not riding a yeah. recluse. And then, oh, yeah. if Go you on. just want to just say forget it, you just yeah. don't sell the bike. And it's like, man, I know sometimes where my arm pump is just blown, blown me out of the water because I'm okay. old, fat, and not riding shape. <laughs> and that sounds awesome to have that. Oh yeah, dude. It's, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm like kind of in shape, you know, and I still <laughs> like it. <laughs> you I, know what I mean? Oh, dude. I, I, if I was in shape, I would high five you over the internet right now but I'm not so I can't and if I did I'd probably drop my drink and nobody wants that don't spill your beer it's not a beer unfortunately hey, Jen Jen have you not been up to date on my recent allergies <laughs> no did you put it on Facebook did I miss it oh it's all it's all over the place come on Jen you have to at least watch or listen to one seat time before you come on the show and, and I'm pretty sure that at least in everyone, Stephen can attest the fact that I talk about how now I have to not drink beer anymore because I have a gluten allergy, which is no. Awesome. Yeah. So me, the the beer, this well, not the snobbiest of snobs, but a fairly large used to be beer snob now gets to cry and weep over other people enjoying any beer. <laughs> Looks like it's vodka and cranberry from here on out, huh? Well, at this point, it's Tito's, Diet 7-Up, and a little bit of lime juice. Uh, because of the fact that it's Diet 7-Up, it doesn't have the same fun little kick. So, you know. or That or some uh, like some kind of whiskey, some kind of Canadian whiskey, mm-hmm. you know? Something to grow hair on your chest. You, <laughs> you'd think at 33 it'd already be there, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's just not going that way. All right, so... Max officially has no idea what's coming up next for him. Uh, he's going to just hopefully hop on the next plane that uh, somebody buys him a plane ticket for. And uh, see, he might show up in Brazil he, or Barcelona. He might show up uh, at the next EnduroCross round. He just hopes it works out, right, Max? That's right, man. You know, that's right. I don't, I don't even know where I'm going. I'm just going. I like it. Well, that's, that's, I, I, I wish we had video footage because I have a feeling that you have a grin that is just epic right now. I don't know. Uh, I'm just kind of... Yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put that down as a possible grin of epic. Epic grin. Yeah. Epic yeah. Grin. That could be pretty, a possible I like that. Yeah, it's it's definitely I'm definitely smiling, you know. I always smile though. Yeah, the picture we have of you right now is <laughs> I was just gonna say it's pretty fantastic. Which one is it? It's it's your Skype user account picture of you're just like totally like cheese balling it up man it's fantastic okay i don't even get to see that i just see that little blue square with like a fake person in it oh (laughs) so i really have no idea what max looks like in his picture i can tell you i can tell you now it looks bad i'd take a picture and send it to you guys but steven has my phone so at some point in time when this is live tomorrow or when it's uh, archived tomorrow, because we're live right now uh, and rambling, and it's awesome. Uh, then you guys can uh, check it out and see how, one, fantastic you both look. I think, Woo. man, I know. I can't really see you, Max, but I do know, if you know what I'm saying. And Jen, I'd say more, but, well, <laughs> we don't need to do that. So one of the things we didn't talk about that I do want to mention really quick, though, is is not to forget them, is the fact that the freaking hair and hound guys, because... I can't not go one episode without mentioning my man, my man crush, my bromance, Kirk Caselli taking another win in another hare and hound. Oh my gosh, West Coast, what up? Now, Max, you're a West Coast guy. Um, yes, sir. So Arizona, that's like you guys don't, you guys just say screw you in your time zones. I don't care, you know. Set yeah. set it back, move it forward, whatevs. We don't yeah. care. So, uh, how, how much desert riding have you done? Dude, I've been desert riding since I was, like, you know, just a little kid, you know. I mean, I got my first bike when I was five, and I've been desert riding ever since. I mean, that's kind of my – that's kind of, like, my roots, I guess. But um, I, but shockingly, I've never raced a hare and hound, and I don't like to go fast like that. Um, I mean, I will. I mean, I don't care. You know, I'll pin it. But it's not really my forte is going fast like that, and I did grow up in the desert. But – uh. But yeah, Arizona here, you know, we, a lot of our trails and stuff are tight and technical and single tracky and fun, and we got some mountains and stuff, so I don't know, yeah, but I'm a desert rider at heart for sure. Man. Woo. What about you, Jen? Have you ever done any, like, crazy desert riding? No, I haven't. I went from the Midwest to the mountains of West Virginia, so I missed out on the whole desert part. Mm. Yeah, we've got a, apparently we've got a couple, uh, they call it Little Sahara. Stevens uh, is actually an old buggy guy, and he's told me about it quite a few times. Fantastic dunes. Um, I don't know how much, like, like say, like West Coast type desert there is. He's shaking his head no. So, I still, I still, Jin may continue to miss out on all this fantastic desert riding. But I have to say, um, Kirk Caselli has invited me to stay at his house. So you might want to do that. I might want to do that one day. Yeah. I was like, do you think I could ride a bike too? And he's like, oh, you want me to get a? Yeah, I could get you a bike. I was like. I freaked out a little. I mean, I might be freaking out now. I don't know. If this is, is this what anxiety is? Maybe it's just depression. I don't know. Um, but he got first. And then, of course, uh, uh, Jacob Argerbright got second, which is fantastic. He's had quite a few podiums this year, doing a fantastic job with his privateer run at the Heron Hounds. And then Nick Burston got third place. So, you know, it's desert racing. Those guys ride for long, long hours. It's super, super fast-paced in terrain you should not be going that fast in. And they do it. Um, you yeah. know, we've had quite a few wrecks uh, as of late with some guys getting pretty seriously injured. Uh, Toby Price and Skylar Howes. You know, those guys are up moving. They're better. But, man, it's just, it just goes to show where your protective gear. <laughs> so, yeah. I uh, hate seeing that stuff, man. I do. Well, Max, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get ready to close up and talk about some of our last sponsors. Um, and I'm not kicking you off by any means. But I just wanted to give you a chance, you know, to give some shout-outs to the people that do it for you, man. Oh, hell yeah, dude. You know, huge thanks. To my parents, you know, first and foremost, you know, they're behind me 110%. And, um, you know, without them, you know, my mom got me, you know, or I'm paying for it, but she helped me get my plane ticket to Spain. And I don't know if I could have done that by myself. So right. that was huge. But um, my sponsors, you know, Beta, Still Up Performance, um, Motul Oils, FMF, Dunlop Tires, Climb Gear, Recluse Clutches, you know, Dirt Trick Spot Sprockets, HBD Graphics, um, Fastway. Just everybody. I, I, if I'm missing anybody, it's, that's horrible. Um, oh, Cali Protectives, Def Family Gloves, ODI Bars and Grips. Just everybody. Huge thanks for all the support. And, uh, you know, I, I keep trying to represent the best I can. I love it. And now that you've talked about that, we're going to have to talk about the ODI stuff because I'm an old school BMXer from back in the day. And the fact that they're now in the moto industry does things it might not should do that we don't have to talk about on the internet. 
Um, and we'll have to discuss that some more in the future. Um, so, Jen, man, you're you're not going anywhere, which sounds like the smartest thing ever. You know, no traveling for a little bit as much as you can. And then it's off to Indiana. Um, is Indiana, I know you guys mentioned, yeah, there's not going to be, is, is that the one that you guys mentioned will not be a live webcast? Yeah, because actually a lot of us aren't going to be there. I won't be there. Jeremy Saylor, the producer of our show, he won't be there either. So um, it's going to be kind of hard to split our crew up. We're going to be at Hangtown for the first round of the ah, yes. motocross yeah. nationals. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately we won't be doing a live show from there. That's okay. I, I, I personally, you know, and it makes sense. You know, you guys are kind of, you, you guys work for a little bit of everything with MX Nationals being run and then at the same time with GNCC being run by the same, you know, parent organization. Um, I have a feeling, though, that after this year, I mean, you guys have done a fantastic job, and I have a feeling that, you know, the money's just going to come rolling in easy. You know, you guys are going to just be doing this full time from now on. Um, yeah. No, I, I hope that's the case, honestly, because you guys really are. So I thank you. Because it gives guys. I know there's more than just myself. I look at all the comments. You know, people are loving it, loving it that they can watch those races live. So just know that you know you guys really are doing a fantastic job. I really appreciate both of you guys being on the show. Um, it's 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 fun to be able to talk to guys that 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 really care and really like to have fun and appreciate it as much as you all do. Um, so again, thank to Zach Nolan too. Uh, for those of you wondering or just listening, we had Jen Kenyon. You can find her all over the internet. I think is it just at Jen Kenyon on Twitter? Yeah. All right, Max, do you have a Twitter account? No, I got Instagram, though. Oh, is it just Max Gersten? Yeah, straight up Max Gersten. That's it. G-E-R-S-T-O-N. That's right. It's like get a thug. And then uh, Zach Nolan's out there as well. He's on Facebook. I don't believe he has a Twitter account. If he doesn't, we'll have to get him to set one up. Because this is PR person, right? Or I guess yep. officially, now that I've just said that, I am. We should have we'll get him for him. up with one after that win. He's got to have a Twitter. That's what I'm talking about, Jen. Get on him. Get on him. Uh, last sponsor to thank for the fact that we are doing seat time, having so much fun on the internet, talking about dirt bikes, and of course, I'm having a couple adult beverages because I'm 33. That's what I do. Um, is uh, PowerSport Graphics. Can't thank them enough. RidePG.com is where you can go find them at their website. Um, what you can learn the most from what we have to say and what we've figured out is that they're fantastic people to work with. Uh, we go, we'll talk to them on the phone and we'll go to their website and we'll make some orders. We'll put stuff through. It's so easy to do because their website's really, really easy to use. Um, you can save 40% if you use the ready to ship option, which is just freaking fantastic that they have that, that ability out there for riders where we're talking about money and trying to get bikes put together and to pay for all this stuff. That's saving 40%. Is, is, is a huge deal. You can even, if you order before 11 a.m. Eastern time, get it shipped the same day. That's awesome. And then if you're like, you know, I don't want to do the ready to ship. I want to put on a little bit of custom stuff on there. You want to save 10%, boom, uh, discount code seat time. So you can use that as a, a nice little discount code to save yourself some money. Really, really appreciate uh, PowerSport Graphics for their support of seat time. Please go check them out, ridepg.com. All right, this has been episode 83. Fantastic. I mean, Cricks. I haven't heard anybody in 83 episodes use the word cricks when they meant to say the word creeks. Um, <laughs> and and that's I think that's fantastic. Um, I'm looking forward to going through some of the notes and figuring out what this actual uh, title is going to be. Jen, if you have any ideas, you're gonna you're gonna send them to me, right? Because you're like you're like you're becoming a genius of words now. I don't know about that, but I think cricks is a pretty amazing word. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out how to spell it. Max, if you have any uh, ideas on how to spell the word cricks. Just, I think it. I think it's spelled K R C K C S. There's no X in there, really. Oh yeah, okay. K R I X. <laughs> I like it. Jen, you look lost. I'm so tired right now. <laughs> All right. Episode 83. Remember, guys, this is seat time. If nothing else, thank you for paying attention and always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Bye, guys. <laughs>